Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. All right, welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Blake. I'm joined by, also known as Balake. I'm joined by Pastor <laughs> Joey Hill. What are you showing me? I am showing you. This is this is my son. He caught a stingray off the pier. Oh, I couldn't tell what it was. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So he was he was excited. Yeah. <laughs> so we are here today. Is Monday, April third. Can you believe it's April already? April third. It seems like I just opened my presents from Santa Claus. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You didn't get anything from Santa Claus? I didn't. Okay. I feel like I just opened my Santa presents and it's April mm. 3rd. So I don't know how that happened. But uh, we missed uh, you guys last week. We weren't. We did not do a episode of Sunday Gravy. We apologize for that. You were obviously at the beach, right? That's right. That's well, right. To, what, so what's been going on the last two weeks? Uh, that, I mean, that I don't know about or that you need to update the world about. <laughs> Nothing really going on other than just uh, Hill Team Hill doing what Team Hill does, you know. Just uh, on we it, it wasn't really a vacation, you know, because because it was one of those deals where it was you know the high school baseball team was playing a tournament down there, and so everybody's trying to piggyback vacations with that's right yeah, yeah, with ball and stuff like that. But you know, it was crazy because and you know we. You know we're campers, and so we we really originally were like, we're just going to go down and get a campsite. We're not going to you know pay money for a condo and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. and so then we had camper issues, as most people who own campers do. Mm. And so so we weren't going to be able to take the camper. And so my wife had to come out of nowhere and start looking up places to stay just literally weeks out, not like a couple of weeks out from when we were leaving on the trip. And so you can imagine she got, you know, shut down everywhere she went. And she found this Airbnb top deal. And it was a bunch of condos together, but it was over on Wolf Bay. We're down down near Gulf Shores because the tournament was in Gulf Shores, Orange Beach. And so it was a condo on Wolf Bay, but it was all these different condos kind of together. And I didn't realize how big of like a fishing village that was, if you will, in Wolf Bay. But man, there's some great fishing inside that bay. And where we stayed had this incredibly cool pier. And that's what I was showing you. That was my youngest son standing on the pier and he was fishing with live shrimp off of that. And I mean, he caught, he caught like saltwater catfish. I mean, he caught uh, that um, stingray, he caught crab um sheep head i mean so like a lot of a lot hmm. of i mean as if you were kind of out on a pier in the main water you know right. in the main gulf this was this was exciting so we had a we had a lot of fun as family so we tried to make a vacation out of it as much as we could but it, it was a lot of baseball and dodging the weather so gotcha but it was fun how about you what'd you do um Nothing. My family, I'm just. You got abandoned. My family went, like you said, piggyback, and my family went down there, but 
they went to the beach uh, without me. Totally without me. <laughs> yeah. No. Your life I, story, right? I had a lot. I had a lot of stuff that I had to kind of stay busy with, but they, they, they didn't go for long. So yeah, it was. Uh, I did hear a story about you though. What? I heard. I heard you. You were talking to someone, and you said, "You know, with nobody here, and it was just me, I had this thought." I've just got a hankering right now for some purple onion. <laughs> That's true. And so you thought to yourself, normally I would give a thousand reasons why I can't drive and how asinine it would be to go all that way just because you have a craving for purple onion and some kind of, you know, it's hero like I, or something. I had finished up my day and I didn't really have anything else going on. Yeah. I was just going to go home yeah. to an empty house, you know. And so it was like probably an empty fridge. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, I was like, I and think so I'll, you went. It actually gets way worse than that. <laughs> I gotta hear it. I gotta really? Hear it. I do. I do. So, <laughs> so I had um, someone that that attends our church um, a while back. Anyway, I, I can't. I can't give. I can't divulge all the information. But I, let me just say this. Um, they were just they were being it was a it was a christmas gift okay okay and it was but there were there were some stuff tied to it like i had i had uh you know done some stuff for their family and stuff mm -hmm. like that anyway it was it was a but it was just a really really kind gesture i had someone in our church <laughs> give me a gift card to Ruth Chris. <laughs> oh no. No, you did not. And you did? So well, so first off, <laughs> eat your heart out, purple onion. I did do purple onion one night, and then it was the last night before they got home. And I was like, you know what? I got that gift card. And we had mm -hmm. I'd went on a trip. Once before, and found out there was a Ruth, Ruth Chris really close to where I was staying, yeah. and I was thinking I'm gonna get it one night while I'm there. End up not doing that, so I still had that gift card, and so I decide one evening to I, that I got on their website because I was thinking, you know, I bet I can place an order online. I'll use the gift card. Well, you can, except for whatever reason, they will not accept gift cards online. And then in my mind, I'm just like. Do I have any reason <laughs> to go to Highway 280 or to Birmingham? Oh you know, and I ended up actually thinking of something that I needed to do that I need to get for our house that I could only get oh, at a place on 280. How convenient. Conveniently, I remembered, mm, mm. and so I went by Ruth's Chris on my way, placed an order to pick up later, paid for it with a gift card. Which, by the way, it's it that's about what it costs for one person to eat there. Hmm. Did I say how much the gift card was for? No, you didn't. Oh, well, never mind. I thought I did. It was a hundred dollar gift card. <laughs> okay, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold yeah, on, yeah, hold yeah, on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you proceed, <laughs> why did why was this gift card given to you? Just it was it was just a, a it was a Christmas gift, but it was from a family in our church. Yes, but it was from a okay. family in our church, and it was because of just because of one Merry Christmas, and two because I had. You know, did some stuff for him, helped them out, help them out in, yeah, 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 in yeah, a yeah. tight spot and things yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. And so, okay, so here's my question: Was it given to you or to the family? No, it was given directly to me. 
And it was made, and that was made clear. Yeah, well, that it was to you. Yes, I mean, obviously, <laughs> when I receive that, then I take that as, oh, this is a really nice place to eat. My my wife and I are going to go eat there, right? So I take it home, and I'm like, oh, look what I got. And and of course, Cass is like, oh, wow, that's that's nice. I can't and, wait till you take me. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> so <laughs> I put it away. In my in my <laughs> nightstand drawer beside the bed, and then we haven't talked about it since then. So out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. See, there's a transition to no, the series. out of sight, out of mind for her. Oh, oh I know. Oh, <laughs> I know. Was, you never forgot. No, I never forgot. Mr. And, Elephant Mind over no, there. Uh, <laughs> and then I get feeling sorry for myself sitting around while they're at the beach, and I call them. Oh, here, here's what. Okay. Yeah. Here's okay. What, here's what pushed pushed it. You know. Okay. Th- this is what uh, kind of did it. This end. may be what sets me and you apart. The straw that broke the camel's back is I called them and I'm like, I'm on my way. I'm coming home from the church that that you know that evening. I said, so what are you guys doing tonight? And they're like, oh, we're getting dressed. We're about to go to Lulu's and eat. <laughs> Oh, okay. So they were about to drop some money. So they're going to Lulu's. To yes, eat. they are. Yeah, they're going to eat seafood and everything. Yes. And of course, Lulu's. The big thing is, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a big. I'm not going to critique a restaurant on here. I'm just saying, the the atmosphere is like the big. It deal. is. So yeah. And uh, so they're going over there, eating, and I was like, oh, that sounds fun. And so I get off the phone, and I'm like, I've got a gift card to Ruth's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Had I not told you about this yet? No, no I man, sorry, this I, is the first time. So I go, I go, I go <laughs> to get what I need on Highway 280. But on the way, I stop there at Ruth's Chris at em, Embassy Suites and go in and and I get a uh, I get a sixteen ounce ribeye. Oh, a baked potato. By the way, what was how'd you have it cooked? Medium rare. Okay, that's how yeah. you have steak cooked. By the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, there's places in New York that won't let you order it any different. Yeah, so mm-hmm. medi- uh, 16-ounce ribeye, yeah. I get a baked potato with mm. all the fixings. Mm-mm. And then I realize I've got, there's still a little bit of money left on the gift card. Not much, but a little bit, and I get to looking. And it's, uh, that, and the girl taking my order, she's like, well, do you want to you add like some dessert or something on yeah. there? Because you're going to have a little money left on the gift card. And I'm like, well, what kind of dessert do you have? And she was like, oh, we've got this one cake. She was like, you like coffee? And I was like, eh, sort of, kind of. She's like, we have this chocolate cake that has espresso mixing. It's called chocolate sin cake. And I'm like, this sounds exactly like what I'm doing tonight. Let's, let's add that. <laughs> I mean, if you got to go to the altar, you might as well make it count, right? Is that what you're saying? So, yeah. <laughs> So I got chocolate all, I, I or, So I ordered all that. Yeah. And it turned mm. out that like and I left her a tip and everything. So yeah, I actually had to throw in like ten bucks with the hundred dollar. Oh, because you had tipper. Because of the tipper, it was a because just a, she well, it was a hair over a hundred dollars. I mean, think about it. Without her, you would not even know about chocolate. <laughs> sin. But anyway, so I got yeah, I go pick, do what I gotta do down two eighty and then pick yeah. that up. Went back and sat on my couch and ate Ruth Chris. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was awesome. Did you Snapchat that? <laughs> no, no, no. There's no filters to fix that one. I'm and just saying. Honestly, I could have just never spoke about it. Yeah, this but, is true. But when you could that could have been your own chocolate sin that nobody knew about. When that when they got home from the uh from the beach, yeah. we were talking and uh I said, so where did y'all where all did y'all go to eat? And they got like some quick seafood somewhere at one point, but then she but then she said, We went to Lulu's, it was good. I was like, mm. Really? What'd you get? And she starts talking about it, whatever. And I was like, Yeah, um, 
because it was the night before, the night before they came home. Yeah. So she's saying last night, right? And so she said, I was like, where'd you go? And she was like, yeah, we, she said, well, what did you do for dinner last night? Like, and she kind of cringes, like, I know you're going to say you, like, you know, ate a DiGiorno pizza or something <laughs> like that. The Baron. I was like, actually, I had a pretty good steak. And she, <laughs> I got to know. I got to know. She just looked at me and she was like, where did you get steak? And I just kind of grinned. <laughs> and at that point, she figured it out. She was like, <laughs> you, you did me. not. Oh, my You gosh. did not. And I was like, I, oh I certainly, <laughs> you drop your headphones over there? <laughs> I did. Joey I did. dropped his headphones. I'm sorry. Uh, I, was, I tilted my head back to laugh, man, and they fell off. Uh, I, anyway, yeah, but I said, uh, I said, uh, yeah, I certainly did. I enjoyed my steak while y'all were at the beach. Hope y'all had fun on your beach vacation. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. So, uh, you, you can't figure out the headphones. I got it. Are they still working? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but that was that was it. So yeah, I did. I did eat. Um, I did. I did do that. That's ago. good. That's good. While I'm sitting there telling that story, I missed a call from my wife. So <sighs> her ears are probably mm, burning. But, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. Anyway, uh, something else kind of interesting to tell you about right here. All right. <laughs> Say what? This one kind of hits close to home for me. Arizona Dairy Queen searching for missing giant red spoon. <laughs> what? Have you seen this? No. Have you seen like where... Uh, Dairy Queens have like these giant spoons outside now. Mm -hmm. So you know how the, these fast food places, as they change their, well, as they build new locations, they'll change up their architecture. You know, like yeah. they go for like a new style building. Sure. And so now you can almost drive by and you, you'll you know, oh, that's a Taco Bell being built just by the exterior, right? Or that's a, that's a Wendy's or that's a so-and-so, whatever. Right. So one of Dairy, Dairy Queens things now is they're putting these giant red spoons because you know they have Dairy Queen, was it a grill and chill? You know what I'm mm -hmm. talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so some of the newer ones, they're putting these giant, massive red spoons out front, like the big red spoons that they have that go in like the blizzards. Yeah. So they have these giant red spoons <laughs> that are like, are they like straws? Straws that are spoons? No, it's just a spoon. It's just a giant red spoon that's like, a replica of the ones that they use inside the blizzards okay, and the Sundays and stuff. Okay. Not a spoon, not a straw, but just a regular spoon All right. that are like 15 foot tall spoons. Mm. And the spoon part is big enough for like a toddler to sit in and get their picture made. Oh, okay. And so that's kind of the thing. And so they'll put them right out in front of the store, especially if they have like out some outdoor tables. Mm -hmm. But so... <clears throat> The owners of Dairy Queen in Phoenix remain perplexed and slightly amused as to why someone would steal the giant red spoon <laughs> that adorned their restaurant. <laughs> we were kind of upset, but then we became more puzzled, the owner said Wednesday. What what are they going to do with this spoon? <laughs> so the owner and her husband say this, the spoon snatching occurred sometime between late Friday and early Saturday. This is fresh, by the way. <laughs> late Friday and early Saturday, the 15-foot-tall spoon stood against the side of the building with a handle nestled in an op opening of the roof parapet. So the way that they build them is they have kind of like these slat roof awnings mm -hmm. that come out, and they put the handle of the spoon up through one, and then it goes down at the base, and then they just secure it with a handful of screws. Um, uh, 
but it says the surveillance camera caught two people appearing to manipulate the screws that held the spoon to the base, <laughs> then <laughs> removing the spoon and, t- and taking off. <laughs> You're going to love this. <laughs> this even adds to it on what you just did. And then taking off on a small moped. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> so so <laughs> what do you do if you see uh, uh, Harry and Lloyd on a moped? <laughs> Riding down the highway with a 15-foot giant red spoon hanging off the back of one of them's shoulder. <laughs> Is that not hilarious? I'm just trying to... <laughs> I'll, I'll, okay, all right. They said they were, they were so precise oh. about how they... They were so precise, it's almost as, as if they had done this before. They wiggled their way through and made sure the spoon did not was not damaged and neither was the roof. Uh... Anyway, the, 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 my favorite part, it goes on and just talks about the, the, you know, why the, they're using these spoons yeah. and stuff, their DQ is and all this. And, um, uh, uh, and then at the very bottom, I love how the article closes out. It says in all seriousness, the couple would just love to have the red spoon uh, be found or located. And then quote, this is from the owner. I appeal to this person. This spoon is what? <laughs> oh my gosh, what does this say? The, the owner. The owner of, of the this, spoon. Of this establishment. establishment. Who said, owns the spoon? Yeah, who obviously, if you, you've, you've got some capital if you open a Dairy Queen, okay? Let's go. That's right. <laughs> but someone with that kind of capital also has this come out of their mouth. Quote, I appeal to this person, please return this spoon. It is certainly too big to eat anything. <laughs> We just want you to bring it back. We will not ask any questions. <laughs> just, just put it back in its hole and put the screws back. When you're done with your chili, just bring that. it back, right? I don't believe that. I, so I, I'm calling foul on this lady, uh, the lady that owns this DQ. I'm calling foul. What she said there is a lie. It that is, is a not lie. True. I agree with if you. If I walked 100%. up right now with a 15-foot red spoon over my shoulder, stuck it in your roof, screwed it down to the ground, and walked off, you would certainly say something. <laughs> That's exactly right. So it was you. It was you. <laughs> anyway. Well, I know how they can find it. Just follow the social media pictures because who would not snap a shot of that and post it to two folks on a moped carrying a 15-foot red spoon? I know. There's got to be. A- like, There's got to be a trail of that. Yeah. And also, too, to me, this reeks of teenagers. Oh, Please. Because I'm sitting there thinking. It's no different than stealing a goat from somebody's <laughs> high school mascot. Well, and and the, you know, I I, I have the same question that, that she does as the owner. Like, why would somebody take our 15-foot red spoon? You can't eat what anything. What are your <laughs> intentions? I know. <laughs> with this but spoon. If I rewind, because, you know, as, as adult Blake sitting here, I would say, yeah, that's kind of dumb. What am I going to do with a 15-foot spoon? All right, but give me the teenager Blake. But 17-year-old Blake would be like, <laughs> that spoon will look awesome over my closet door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That spoon will look awesome hovering above my bed. For oh, my yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, it's like stealing the big boy from Shoney's. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, this will look good in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, for real. No doubt. And everybody will come to my backyard and get their 
get oh their my picture God. made. I don't, I'm going to use the spoon part as a cooler for drinks, right? If the handle is flat, I mean, and you have a pool, a swimming pool, that use could be a slide, man. As a water slide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my goodness. I guess what you need to be looking for is somebody who's taking pictures of their baby uh, in a giant red spoon in their backyard. That's what you're... Yeah. I just thought I thought that was an interesting story. That's funny. I thought her quote was really good. <laughs> what are you gonna do with it? It's not like you can eat. She's like, from you can't it. eat with it. <laughs> like, but she's like earnestly saying that. Like, you can't eat with it. Bring it. <laughs> what, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Bring it back. You can't eat with that. Don't you know them teenagers? Like, you don't know what I, what <laughs> I, can, I can do. I can do all you don't even want to know. <laughs> you know who's got a red spoon and you don't. Me. Me. <laughs> That's pretty oh, bad. I, I have. I mean, seriously, what would you do? Like, if you had a giant red spoon like that, what would you do right now with it? <laughs> I don't know. I would. I would probably. I'd hang it out on my deck. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't would know. You? I don't know. I, honestly, you know what I would do. I would probably bring it to the church and put it up in Kid Point somewhere. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. I that. I mean. I was about to say, you you know what I would do. What? I'd build an entire series around. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a prop on stage. I'd be like, yeah. it's you know, I'd come out of you know, you've been you've been on milk, it's time to time to move on to meat. Yeah. And the title of the series is Spoon Fed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's time we stop being s- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I uh I don't know. I it remind it reminds me of I've got this free. You know I'm all about props. Yeah. I got it. And uh, please, nobody listen to this and say that we're encouraging anybody to go go steal random objects. We're not. <laughs> they're, they're, I had a friend in high school that uh, he he and an, and a another friend of his one night decided that they thought it would be a good idea to idea to steal road signs. That's mm. that's bad news, by the way. Yeah, that get you in big trouble. That'll get you in trouble. But they went around and stole a bunch of them, and then they got back home, and then they realized. What are we going to do with all these road signs? Because, <laughs> you know, it's not like you're going to actually accomplish stealing road signs. Well, no. So then but he, what do you do when you do? He calls He calls this other guy, and this other guy was like, he was notorious for being that guy that's like, um, he was like that friend that everybody in the community had that was like, if you can't get nobody else, go do something with you. <laughs> you could, <laughs> you call him yeah. and uh and he he'll come he'll come help you out and um anyway he uh they call him and uh and i'll, I'll just i'm going to go ahead, i'm not going to say his full name but he, he, we called him Raj so you can guess his name was Roger anyway yeah. but he called, Is that his nickname or his real What? Was that his nickname or real name? What, Roger? Okay. <laughs> you just answered my question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they called him Raj and they okay. said Raj, man, we got a problem. We got these, we got these road signs. He's like, "What are you talking about?" And he was like, "Man, we're freaking out because we've got these road signs, and <laughs> we're afraid we're going to get in trouble." We went and got them. Well, why'd you get them? Well, we just thought it'd be cool. Oh, I, I, yeah, I got you. Understand? <laughs> it's just like, what are we going to do? He's like, "Y'all, y'all don't worry about it. Just um, set them outside the house. Y'all go to bed." That's it. Y'all He's a cleaner. And he was He's like, "Roger, take care of it for you." Roger <laughs> goes get he. Mm. He gets those road signs, and he don't really know where they go, but he knows some because some of them are street names. Mm-hmm. And so he goes around, and starts trying to put those road signs back up. No, he doesn't. He puts them in the wrong place. 
Oh my goodness, this is not good. <laughs> no, <laughs> for like a week until they could get the road signs changed back. <laughs> you know, there's people on this road getting packages that went to this road and all that stuff. It was, anyway. Oh my goodness. I hope nobody was turning left when they should have turned right. <laughs> oh, no, that my was goodness. A, that, anyway, that's Lodge what, the cleaner. Gonna take care of it. It reminded me of that. Anyway, um, you need to help me transition here. Well, I gave you three <laughs> transitions. What were they? I forgot. I said, man, I would take that red spoon. I'd make a series around it. Oh, yeah. And speaking of props. Speaking of series. Speaking of props, you better come this Sunday, which is Easter, because we got something. I'm not even going to tell you on this podcast what we're doing, but it's worth being in person to see. Yeah. See, I had to put it out there so that you you can't back out of it. And now it's out. <laughs> Everybody's coming to see what Blake's going to do. It it, uh, it won't be as good a prop as you had this Sunday. You had seven babies. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some cute props. The, yeah. For our second service uh, yesterday, we did have baby dedication. We so. did. We did. I want to. I actually want to give a shout out to all them little folks. Um, shout out to Evie and Peyton and Joy Lynn and Hazel and Alora and Maggie and all their moms and dads, and then the one solo man in the whole bunch. Those are all girls, and then the solo man, Mr. Truett. Mr. Truett held his own. He slept through the whole thing. Yep, me, me too. <laughs> As a man did. <laughs> I'm, Every I'm kidding. man in there. Uh, yeah, it was cute. But you did, did uh, so the, it was a little different yesterday because we had baby dedication, like we're talking about, in the second service. And mm-hmm. so if... Uh, if you attended second service yesterday, which I know a lot of people did, then you should definitely go back and listen to the sermon because the the full sermon was recorded recorded in the early, early service, service, yeah, where you started part one uh, new of the new series, a series for April called Invisible, mm-hmm. and um, you started off yesterday with a story about a uh, crawl space. I'm shocked that wasn't a Sunday gravy story. That Re- could have been yeah. a good one. Yeah, about the guy plumber crawling under the house, and then, uh, and then they uh, thought he died. Thought he died, and they end up calling, uh, you know, emergency personnel, and it turns out he had just fallen asleep. Fallen asleep. He, I mean, he's just up in this crawl space, thinking to himself. Hey. You said as part of that though, you were like, "Who in here would ever possibly you would want to hang out in a crawl space?" Right. Right. You said that. All right. So, <laughs> in a previous life, you do you remember we've talked about this before. <clears throat> For a very, very short time period, I was a Orkin termite inspector. And do you remember this? You remember mm-hmm. us talking about this? Mm-mm. Yeah, for a very short time period, like just a few months, I was an Orkin termite inspector and I had to crawl in crawl spaces every day, multiple crawl spaces a day. And in the middle I of. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> in the middle of the summer, hmm. crawl spaces sometimes can be surprisingly comfortable. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're wanting... The <laughs> Thank you. I need my own sound effects, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you do. We'll have to get you some. They, mm-hmm. uh, but, yeah, they, they would be, uh, they're surprisingly comfortable in the middle of the summer because it's so hot outside and it's just beating down and you've been work. you're out in the sun all day. And then all of a sudden, especially if you get in a nice crawl space where it's like, and I know that's like a, oxymoron right mm-hmm. but it's like uh, some of them where they've put plastic down and they've done a good job and keeping it clean and they don't have a lot of junk down there and don't get me wrong 
I've been in some cross spaces that's like, whoa. Satan lives down here. <laughs> well, first off, you know, you don't hardly. I never once, and I've been in a lot of cross spaces um, in that very short time period. When you go into multiple cross spaces a day, minimum, you up your chances. Minimum of three to as many as, I mean, I've probably been <clears throat> in close to eight to 10 in a mm-hmm. single day before. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing that all day, every day, um, just within three to four months of me, you know, working that job, mm-hmm. I um, I never encountered a snake in a cross space, ever. But I did encounter. But you encounter spiders. Well, yeah, yeah. But I, you That's know, it. That's all you need to know. They're, they're actually. You don't go to sleep. They're actually the. I don't. You what just I, don't go to sleep in a place where you're open like that, and you are... The scariest thing that I encountered in a crawl space, by far, was, re- I mean, really the only thing of significance other than just, like, I got in one one time where there was big wasps nests right by the opening and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of times wasps were right out of the sunlight, right? right they like to right. build up under something, and they didn't have, like, a full door. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, so they had went in and built one built a really, really large wasp nest mm. right inside the crawl space. And so that was that was eye-opening because I'm crawling in. Yeah. I've not even looked up, and I'm crawling in, and I hear them yes. above my head. Now, you freak out. You freak out about wasps. I don't like wasps. Um, but uh, anyway, but other than that, mostly, you know, little yeah. little centipede little mealworms i mean just like nothing nothing really significant mm-hmm. i didn't see a i mean i would see spiders but not like um i didn't i just didn't encounter a bunch of life down there because most part it's cool um it should be dry you know what i'm saying yeah and if if they've done their job then there's plastic and stuff down there oh sure sure I mean, like I, I get, said, I've been in some I, I guess, like, when you take the rest of the story in, you know, they, the the owner, he, he had been down there three hours, man. Yeah. And the owner was like, where is he okay? And they're beating on the floor, yeah. trying to get his attention. He won't come to. They call the rescuers. He comes in, looks in the cross. They come in and look in the cross space. They see his body kind of mm-hmm. wedged up in there. Yeah, and he's, and he's unresponsive. And so... They have no choice, but they take a chainsaw and start cutting a hole out of these people's floor, out of their home. And and then the chainsaw wakes him up. He had got under there and said, hey, this is yeah. a good, good place I'm to go I'm just sleep. saying I can sympathize with it. Okay. Because if you've been out in the sun all day, you've been sweating, and you crawl under there, and they're cool, and it's dark, and you're mm-hmm. tired already, mm-hmm. and you get under there. Now, not in the work that I was doing, because in the work I was doing, I'm going under there to look for something very specific in a very specific location very quickly, and I'm crawling in and I'm crawling out. It's yeah. either there or it's not kind yeah. of thing. But with what he's doing, where he's got to lay on his back and inspect stuff, you know, uh-huh. especially if it's a tr- tight crawl space where he can lay on his back yeah. and do the work. It said it was about three and a half feet. So in a in a situation like that, then, you know, I could see falling asleep. I really could. Hmm. <laughs> I it's, know I'm... But my point was... <laughs> I didn't. I did. It's run into not a good place. <laughs> not a good place to, to hide. fall asleep. It's not a good place to hide. Yeah, I got yeah. that. I, I and I broke that down. I did. <laughs> but I, but you know what? I did come across in a crawl space one time. What? So this this will freak you out. So I, I crawl into crawl space. I get way down there to the other end, and I hear something. 
Mm-mm. So immediately, you know, <clears throat> just by the sound that it's, <laughs> what? I don't have a sound effect for it. Yeah, yeah you I, do. The, the, uh, the horror so, so, stuff, the yeah, scary stuff. This, uh, <laughs> I can't find it. Yeah. The, so just by the sound, like, so you, you crawl in and you start crawling down one side and I'm, I'm going towards a, this far, far back left corner and I'm crawling mm-hmm. and I hear something mm. and occasionally you would encounter cats. So that was like, but you hear something, but you immediately know like as soon as you hear it, like this thing, it's not a bug. Mm-mm. Like it's, it's large, it's a mammal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, oh man, what I turn around, I look, and you know how it's like you're looking back towards the light kind of thing, and so like in the way, it, and it's dark under there, and it runs across, and all I see is like a silhouette. Mm go across can i can i take a prediction yeah it was a trash panda it was yep you may have to explain to people what a trash panda <laughs> it was is. a raccoon and yeah. I, i've come across them twice in mm. twice in crawl spaces but that was the one that was the worst because it wasn't just a raccoon it was a big raccoon and he would attack they will attack if they feel cornered they will attack mm-hmm. and they can throw down mm-hmm. <laughs> they can throw down but i turn I turn and he goes across. Just ask buddy. And instead, yeah, instead of going out the door, out the cross space door, the the access or whatever, he just goes across. And now I don't know where he's at. He goes across into like the darkness on the other Mm-mm. side. Now I don't know where he's at. I'm shining flashlight everywhere, but Mm-mm. then there's a there's an air duct that drops down, so it's obstructing my view. And now I got to crawl back towards that air air duct and then crawl out towards that thing. And so no. and I don't know where is he at and when is he gonna come out Mm-mm. like. And then uh, on my way back, this was the other one I I saw, like saw me ran down one wall and then ran out the door. But this one, he ran over to the other side. And then when I start back down, he runs back towards the door, Mm -hmm. stops and raises his back up. Mm -mm. Like, Mm -mm. keep coming, biggin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, raises his back up, kind of, you know. Anyway, that was was crazy. That is crazy. But yeah, it. It's not a good place to sleep. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not. Mm-mm. And I did like your point, you, you, because you, the re, the point of the illustration was to say that neither is church. Church is not a good place to hide either. Mm. Uh, I like the correlation you made between, you know, church rows in the church, like, you know, pews or chairs or whatever, being like a, like a crawl space. You know, mm-hmm. we get in there and we hide in the church thinking that the owners forgot about us. I thought that was pretty mm. good. Um, but the fact is, we're not invisible. No, not invisible that's the to spiritual God. truth, yeah. Um, and then you you read from Psalms one thirty nine. Do, mm-hmm. uh, do you have those? I do. Ver- I those do. Verses. Yeah, yeah. Because the spiritual truth was we are not invisible when it comes to God. That's pretty evident throughout Scripture, right? And so I could have picked a lot, but I picked uh, Psalm one thirty nine, verses seven, eleven, and twelve. Uh, David said, "Where can I go from your Spirit? Where can I flee from your presence?" Implying nowhere. There's nowhere I could go. And then in verse 11 and 12, I love what he says here. He says, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. Yeah. That reminded me, that was the uh, Shane and Shane song. Be near Mm. for dark is light to you. That's it. Depths are hot to you. That's it. Far is near. Mm. Lord, I need to hear from you. Be near. 
That was that song. Anyway, Man, that's I, what it reminded me of. I need to hear that song. Yeah, that was good. I, I, it's been a while since I've heard that. Um, but like no, <clears throat> the point being that nothing can hide us, even even the darkness can't hide us. Yeah. And I, I like the point that you made. You reference back to the garden mm. and how it was instinctive. It's instinctive for us to try to hide when we have sin in our life. Yeah, yeah. Going unnoticed, being camouflaged, living under the radar, skirting the spotlight, all those things are natural occurrences that originated in sin. Yeah. You And you, speaking of that, when you when you called it spotlight, you also brought up the funny <laughs> illustration about our lights in the sanctuary. I thought that was good. We've come a long way. <laughs> I really thought I really thought there was a John Secura joke in there somewhere. Oh, no, and you, I couldn't you, do that. He I sits just, on the front row and looks right at me. I, know, I can't do that. And I'm making it right now. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but he said, did he grin? Did he grin when you said? Because you made the point that one time – a guy there was a ball-headed in. guy. And I don't know if it was him. It wasn't. Okay. But it was... Uh, but he, when I said ball-headed, he kind of turned his head at me like, where are you where going, are you going with it? <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Easy, Easy there. Easy trigger. <laughs> that was funny. I was laughing. I, I was laughing yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, it was a ball-headed guy. And basically what I was, for the listeners, we used to have these parkan lights that would shine straight down yeah. as our house lighting, but uh, but they were spots. And so yeah. basically if you sat in one particular chair under one of those, you were lit up like a Christmas tree. Like you couldn't even scratch your nose, you know, like without yeah. people knowing. So, so yeah, and, and we had like 24 of them in the room. And so there was basically 24 individuals sitting in spotlights. And I was just talking about how I fe- normally it was all the people who had come to High Point mm-hmm. knew not to sit in those chairs. The hot spots. The hot spots. But the visitors would come in like, hey, this is some good seats. Yeah. <laughs> right it was the, uh, but in our defense, yes. we did get wide throw bulbs. They were just not wide throw enough. <laughs> not enough. There was, uh, yeah. But that, hey, you don't have to worry about that now. No, if you, you don't. come to High Point, it's all good. We're all we're all in it together. Yeah, we took so. care of it. Yeah. We, we we got some custom light fixtures now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the point was that, but we like to do that. We don't want to be noticed. And then you kind of that's where you transition into okay. But why is this a problem to try mm-hmm. to, to try to stay invisible and and. And wait, that's when you went to First Corinthians. First Corinthians one, one and two. Yeah, I don't have that scripture. Yeah, did we ever say what the name of the series is mm-hmm. entitled? Invisible. Invisible. I did, I did okay. right before we started. Um, yeah. So, so uh, obviously, I gave the theme verse for the whole series, which was First Corinthians four five. Mm-hmm. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness, and will expose the motives of the heart. But that wasn't really what I was talking about yesterday. That's coming later in the series, but what what I wanted to do was focus yesterday on why is it a problem for us as believers to stay invisible by blending in, and that's, we're really good at that. We're really good at, a lot of people like a church where they are, you know, incognito, they're, you know, off the grid, they're not pointed out, you know, so I think everybody probably has one of those, if you've been around long enough, you've had one of those horror stories where you went to a church and they're like, hey, we want all the visitors to stand up, you oh, know, yeah. no, for and, sure. and every visitor in the place is like, oh, we're leaving now. I was at, you know? I was at a church one time where they were like, um, you know, and a lot of times people's, 
the church that I, that I grew up in, one of the things they would do, they would say, can we have all of our regular attenders stand? Mm. And they would stand up and all the visitors were sitting there. So it was kind of like, they were like, they thought that that was the friendly way to do that. Yes. Yes. But it was like, no, if you're sitting down, you feel just as awkward. Oh, right? exactly. But then <laughs> attack uh, those sitting down right no, now. No, I did. I did visit a church one time and they were like, can we have all of our, all, any, anybody who's visiting with us today stand and lit and, me and my family, and we were, you know, as Cass and I think we had the two, two of the, our two oldest kids were all we had at the time. And everybody in the room turns around and looks at us because we're, they know we're visitors. Yes. And then, um, <clears throat> he's talking that, to y'all. <laughs> literally. And everybody's looking at us smiling. Yes. Like, y'all stand up. Y'all stand up. <laughs> So we, so we stand up and get this. The pastor walks down out from behind the pulpit with a microphone no. in his hand and says, Hey, brother, what's your name? Tell us about you. Tell you where you're from. <laughs> and puts, puts the microphone in my no. face. Now, that I, I was having the thought, like I was taken back because oh. I was like, Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm okay in this situation. Yes. Because I'm the guy with the mic in my hand. Yes. A lot. And so I know how to respond. I know yes. what to do. I know what to do to make it less awkward for everybody else uh -huh. in here. Because if I'm sitting in here as a member right now, I feel awkward. Uh, exactly. I feel awkward for you. <laughs> yeah. And so you're dropping your head like, oh my gosh, yeah. these people will never come back. Yeah. Ever. Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> and so I do what I what I feel like I can do in that situation to diffuse the situation to make the people, everybody in the room feel comfortable and yeah. to let them know that I'm okay with it. Right. <laughs> but in my head, I'm thinking, if this was anybody other than me, this would be a disaster. Right it's this. Oh. There are people in our church, if I did that to them, they oh may God. punch me right in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? Just, they would probably try to burn our church I used down. To, I used to like you, but now... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. But but basically, I mean, nobody wants to be and that was kind of my point. Nobody wants to be singled out. Nobody yeah. wants to, you know, everybody wants to kind of stay off the grid and kind of blend into the crowd. But uh the reason that is a problem when it comes to God is uh you know, by the way, this whole entire series comes out of 1 Corinthians. Yeah, so yeah. um so I obviously started in chapter 1 verse 1. And verses 1 and 2 really kind of bring out a couple of words that explains why we can't hide as believers. Mm -hmm. um, Paul said, Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes, uh, verse 2, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified, that's the one word, in Christ Jesus and called, that's the other word, to be his holy people. Holy also falls in that same grouping. Together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. And so so basically those verses bring out those two words, sanctified and called. And then we also talked about being holy and stuff. But ultimately those words all communicate the same idea, and that is we are set apart from the world and unto God. Mm -hmm. So these words show us that as Christians, we stand out, we don't blend in. So it goes, you know, for us to try to blend in, it goes against the very nature of who we are as children of God. Yeah. Mm. And that's, that's obviously, you know, um, backed up in multiple other places all right. throughout scripture, uh, you know, being a peculiar people, right? Yeah. 
that sort of thing. Yeah. And you made the point, you said, if you, uh, I quoted you here, you said, if you're a true believer, it's hard not to stand out. Right. Like if you live, if you live any level of sin, I mean, you didn't say that you didn't say this part exactly like this, but essentially if you have any holiness in your life, you live any, any level of holiness in your life, uh, you you're most certainly going to stick out. Yeah. You're, you'll stick out like a sore thumb. Cause, cause holy is not being politically correct. It's not socially correct. It's not being, it's not a woke agenda. It's not even all the gender neutral stuff, nor Republican nor Democrat. If you live any kind of level of holiness, it's different from the rest of the world. It's in its, it's in its own category entirely. Yeah. And that's what makes you stand out. Yeah. You, um, you, the, the part you, you said, um, kind of driving towards this idea that, you know, what the problem with hiding is, right? Right. And that hiding was not like a holy thing, and uh, but it's uh, it's sinful. And yeah. you know what that made me think of um, is Elijah. Mm. Hiding, yeah. hiding, hiding in, out. Hiding yep. in the cave, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, I got, you know, and, and God comes to him, it's like, I got all these people down here who haven't, who haven't you know, who haven't bowed a knee to Baal or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. you like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, essentially. I would love for you <laughs> to, to be the voice of God in some Christmas play. <laughs> Elijah, what, are you, what are you doing, man? <laughs> what are you doing? What? How many times are you going to play solitaire? Come on, man. Yeah. But no, it, it made me think of his story because that's what he was doing. Mm. He was, he, was he was scared for his life from Jezebel, all that. Right. Like, he was hiding. He was hiding. That's what he was doing. And yeah. so, um, I mean, and there's other examples of that in yes. scripture as well. But yeah. that, but that was the that was the one that really jumped jumped out to me. Mm. But um, hiding is not holy; it's sinful. Right. That was the exact mm-hmm. quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah. And like I said, that his story specifically kind of affirms that point. Mm. That you're hiding, and that's not a holy action. It's, right. It's in this. In, in this instance, and in most instances, it's sinful. Mm-hmm. So that was a, but uh, that kind of led to really, really the driving point behind the message was that you know, uh, you really stressed this point: the greatest threat to the life of the church is not Satan as the enemy, but really the chairs that we sit in. Right? Yeah, yeah. The, so yeah, because the pro, because I think what I said was the problem with with chairs and this idea that you come and you sit and you listen, you get what you get and then you jet, you know, mm-hmm. and you don't even think about it again until you come back and, and in a lot of places take the same chair. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know if you've ever been right. in a church where you sit where somebody, I mean, I have, I've sat down in somebody's spot and they said, Hey, that's my spot. You know, you need to move. Right. Um, but, but what's, what's interesting is what I said was, there is when you're hiding out in crawl spaces, spiritual crawl spaces in the church, when you are, you know, just kind of pulled back and you are, you know, just kind of in that place where um, you're, you're, you know, you're not standing out. You've, you've found a good hiding place, so to speak. Um, in those places, you do a lot of thinking. You do, you know, I would like to say you do a lot of soul searching. Uh, I'm not sure if that takes place as much as we'd like to think it does. Yeah. We, we just have to leave that to the Holy Spirit. But I think there's a lot of thinking that goes on in people's minds. And I even said this, that when you're sitting in those chairs, 
um, the reason that they're the probably the most dangerous threat to the life and health of a church is because it is people sitting in those chairs that will hear a need, see a need, or something like that in the church. Maybe the pastor might even say something from the pulpit and say, hey, we need folks to work in kids ministry, or we need, you know, we right. need help over here, you know, right after church, we need to, we got about a thousand chairs back here, we need to get loaded up because we're giving them to, you know, some whatever. And what's interesting is it's people sitting in chairs that go, well, and here's the thought, because it's a pellet of poison is what I called it. If you've ever had this thought, it's the most poisonous thought in a church, and that is this. Uh, somebody will do that. Right. Well, somebody else has got that. Yeah, and, man, that's that's poison. Start to write stuff off as though that's somebody's going. Yeah, somebody's got that. Yeah. You know what this made me think of? And I know because we're kind of – I mean, that that's really – you kind of wrapped up the message yeah. right around with that. And, yeah. But, you know, it made me think of that, that – um, I just thought it'd be good to touch on for other people that listen to this podcast specifically if you serve at another church or something is something that we've encountered quite a bit here is we've had over the years, we've been, I say blessed to become a little bit of a safe haven at times. I I feel like we've been blessed this way, Mm. but we've become a little bit of a a safe haven at times for people who have served in ministry Mm -hmm. and either they were, maybe they were, uh, you know, for whatever reason, they moved on. Like they got, they got either they got let go from a church or right. they got, they they're got either burnt or burnout, burnout, whatever. Or they're just, you know, and recouping right. sabbatical. And so, uh, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about that mm. where people come in and they don't, and we know they're not going to be here for long. We know, you know, hey, God's got a purpose for them. They're going to move on. They're going to do this, this or that, whatever. And, uh, I mean, some have ended up sticking around here, mm-hmm. here and there. We've mm-hmm. had we've had some that kind of stuck in, and so that they really kind of put their feet down because you don't they don't know what what's next for them. Sure, they say, okay, maybe my time in ministry in terms of like a leadership position or like vocationally may be up, but but that doesn't mean that I'm done in ministry. Yeah, like God may be going to use me in like lay leadership or whatever, like any whatever. They yeah. don't they don't know what's next, and neither do we. And so one of the things that... I like that, how one guy said it one time. He said, God told me to come here and halt. Right. Just halt. Right. And and then hone. And some, some guys come here to halt just because they're honing mm-hmm. their skills or they're healing right. from a wound. Well, that's know? what I was going to say. I know that we've we've said things like that, uh, and I've heard you say things like that several times to people, and I think that that's a good thing. But it made me think about that when I was thinking about this because... For people who are in ministry, like if you find yourself somewhere like that, I think that that is very, I think there's a lot of wisdom in that, but I also understand the uh, the kind of the inclination or the the feeling inside to want to do that. Like in other words, mm-hmm. I, anybody who's worked in ministry for any period of time has always said, man, I just want to go sit somewhere and just soak it up. Yeah. I just want to go sit and be fed. And yes. Like, and that's kind of what you're talking about, yes. the halt, hone, heal, that yeah. kind of thing. That's that's right in line with that. And I think that's really, really good advice. But it's but, dangerous. But it's dangerous. And that's mm-hmm. what that's kind of what I wanted to point out is to mm-hmm. say there is a real fine line between that and hiding. Yes. Yes. Preach and it. Preach and the, it. that's what I'm saying. The, the, the inclination for someone who has been burned in ministry mm-hmm. or burned out or just in any way, shape, or form, or just maybe, maybe, maybe neither one of those two terms would apply. Maybe you're just, you know, I don't know. 
mm-hmm. whatever reason. Uh, but leaving a place of ministry mm. where you've been extremely busy or extremely in the forefront and then moving over somewhere else, a lot of times, um, you know, you just have that sense. And I just think, I think, I don't know. I just, for whatever reason, I felt, I felt like I should say that is to say, man, don't fall into that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we yeah. talk, we talk about it a lot in a lot of different ways and we mm-hmm. use a lot of different analogies. Like mm-hmm. don't stand on the sideline so long, you know, forget what a football is, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, however yeah. you want to say it. Sure. But like, um, I just feel like that's really, really common. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, and, and two, it's also dangerous in the fact of what it's doing to you. It's, uh, you have the danger is you can see it can sear your heart. In other words, you may not realize this, but if you've served in ministry, say, because we see this a lot at High Point, you know, a couple joins our church and they're like, yeah, at our last church, we were, we worked so hard. We were superstar volunteers. You know, we, we gave so much, but now we're just wanting to just, you know, halt and stuff. Right. And I've always said that is awesome. And we're going to be praying for you through that, but don't stay there too long because the reality is this, if you've been in ministry long enough You've trained yourself. You don't even realize this, but you've trained your eyes to see needs. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so if, you, if you're at a new church and you're sitting there, you're already just by default seeing needs in that church mm-hmm. because your eyes are trained to it. If you can sit there and let those needs go unmet— that's almost that that'll sear your heart. That's almost the equivalent of somebody lying in the street needing your help and you step right over them. Yeah. Because you know what I'm saying? Because you're trained, you could help. You see That's the right. needs. And so I, I 100% agree with well, you on that. You got to, you, there's got to be an expiration date on your halting and yeah. honing and all healing. And when you said it, I know you were, you were speaking to the person that hides in the church pew. And yes. I think that that's a very, viable thing or I think that's a very very important message I think it's a very powerful message for that person to hear mm. to any person sitting in the congregation but I just that I I sensed the same message needed to be heard by someone in that particular situation you know just, that's just yes. something that was kind of close no, to my heart but specifically kind of where you wrapped up which which was essentially on this idea whether you, whether we're talking about the person hiding in the church pew or we're talking about the person who is hiding from ministry in the church pew exactly whichever one the the message there was whatever god has for you mm-hmm. is far far greater than whatever anonymity or privacy or yeah. or relaxation or whatever yeah. that you're getting right now yeah i think the comment was made that whatever hiding behind the tree yes you're getting mm-hmm. doesn't it pales in comparison to what god can do through you and for you just by coming out of hiding and just stepping out into the sun if you will right yeah right anyway i like that good stuff i like the whole like garden tie-in and all that mm. so mm. uh so yeah that was that was the message from sunday um as far as uh well, let's see what we got coming up. Well, we got Easter. Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. It's yeah. uh, this Sunday. We have two services. There'll be no on sites this coming Sunday, so we got two services: nine a.m. and ten thirty. Yeah, I said yeah. that right, didn't I? Nine and ten thirty. Nine and ten thirty. Okay, that is this. That's this Sunday, uh, April the 9th. and mm-hmm. then 
Uh, also that afternoon, we've got, uh, two egg hunts. We've mm-hmm. got our kids egg hunt for our kid point ministry. That's like, you know, K K five through fifth grade. They'll do for really, really littles like preschools and things like that. They'll, they'll do, um, they actually have some egg hunt stuff that they'll do here mm-hmm. on Sunday morning. Yes. So uh, the thing K five through fifth grade, they'll have, they'll have egg hunt stuff starting at three o'clock here. And then at four o'clock we do the great egg venture. So if you haven't signed up for that, um, it's real easy to sign up. When I say sign up, you're not really signing up. You're just um, subscribing to the uh, the notifications that go out. It's a text. So what you want to do is you want to send a text message to the number 94000. So 94000. Uh, just open up, open up your text message on your phone and for the number put in 94000. And then where you would type in your text message, just type the word egg hunt, all one word. E-G-G-H-U-N-T, egg hunt, all is one word. And when you send that, you'll get a notification back letting you know that you're part of that group text. And so at 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, mm. there'll, be a, there'll be a text that goes out to everyone who has subscribed to that, and they will get a text message that, that has a link to a page, to a web page with all the clues on it. And so there'll be sev- there'll be multiple eggs out there mm-hmm. in in various locations, and you can read those clues, and then those clues should get you there, clue you in to where mm-hmm. the locations of the eggs. And then once you know the location, that's not the end of it. You still got to go find it. Yeah. So you just yeah. know, you just know where to go. But is it worth going and getting off your couch and going to find them? It's worth it. Uh, it's worth yeah, it. It's worth so it. It's what, a, are, what are we getting? Yeah, so it, it could be anywhere from a $25 gift card upwards to $100. Yeah, so it's absolutely. it's going to be all all within that range. Absolutely. So, One of them was an actual $100 gift card to uh, Roos Chris, but it was used. <laughs> so, But we've replaced it with another $100 gift card to somewhere else. So. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, and t- unless I use that one. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm yeah, teasing. you better find them for Blake uses them. I'm teasing. Anyway, yeah. but no, it's uh we we've had a lot of we've had really good participation in that. Yes, since we started doing. Yeah, it. like if you're thinking if you're just second guessing, like ah, I may just hop in on that thing maybe later. No, there there are people who have already opted in and they're already getting their strategy and game plan. Like these yeah. people take it serious. And I, I mean, what would you say on average? Over a hundred people get involved oh, yeah, in yeah, this yeah, thing yeah, for sure. And I think so, the cool thing about it is, if you're listening to this, like it, you don't have to go. The cool thing about it, you, you're not having to come to a service here at High Point, and you don't have to go to High Point. No, uh, like we not want, all. we want anybody and everybody that wants to to participate yeah. in this. So yeah, if it, uh, if it allows us to meet a new face and see you and get to know you, it'd be awesome. Yeah, and if yeah. it if allows you to, you know win uh you know a gift card for dinner or a movie or something yeah. like that then good for you so that's right that's anyway. right well hey uh before we go i just want to just give it also a shout out uh to our worship team man those mm-hmm. oh, hey, i don't know if you haven't been here in the last couple of weeks but the last couple of weeks the worship has just been phenomenal it's just been so thick you could cut it with a knife in there and so so yeah i'm i'm excited about easter coming up and uh you know we got, like I said, it's going to be worth coming just to see some uh, props that we may <laughs> just no, just no be ready. Just be ready. It's going to be fun. No, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be All worth right. worth the trip. Anything else? That's it, man. All right. All right. We'll see you next time.
Sandy Grevy.